Stag. Man and his amazing friends. How's it going, Stag fans? Griffin here. We got a bit of a different episode for you this week. Uh, this past Wednesday, uh, Ryan was on Dan Fraga's Couch Doodles. Uh, and so we've decided that we're just going to go ahead and use that for the episode this week because they have a fantastic conversation on there. And also means we don't have to do a podcast this week. Ryan's favorite. <laughs> but uh, anyway, here is the episode. Enjoy, folks. So you started comics in 2004. Yeah. That's amazing to me. Uh and what was the first book you ever did? It was uh, Magician Apprentice. Um, it was a novel adaptation. Oh, well, the first one was Midnight Kiss, but, you know, that's that's like nearly impossible to get. So we can kind of skip over is that. It? But... Why is it? No, see, when you say something's impossible to get, that's when people want it. I think it might be on Comixology. So, okay, you know, they can check there. But it it's um, – there's some – I had some moments that you can see who my influences were at the time. I was, there was a lot of Michael Turner in what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but, that was uh, my homie. That was yeah. my homie. He was my best man. Oh, really? Uh, in my first wedding. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah. He, he's missed terribly. Big time. Um, he, you know, I was a big top cow kid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he. I drew this book, and there was a voluptuous woman. So I was just trying to do a Michael Turner woman. Yeah. Uh, and then I parlayed that into Magician Apprentice for um, the Dable brothers, who got bought out by Marvel. Yes. Um, and yeah, so that was it. It was like 2004, I believe. What was your very first Marvel book? Like six one six. Is it called six one six? Well, like the six one six universe, or. Like the the because I did some stuff outside of the main like so Magician Apprentice was technically a Marvel book, and okay. then I did some Marvel Adventure stuff. Uh, so like two issues of Marvel Adventure Spider Man. Very cool. So um, that's your first Spidey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. I, I kind of at the time I was like, damn, I can retire. Yeah, no, that's. I got it, paid to draw Spider Man. I I got uh, I got to do something called Spider Man Bad Rock. And oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed doing it, but I but it was a crossover, so I kind of felt like I cheated my way into doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call from Ralph Macchio, uh, and and he said, uh, "I'd really love you to do this fill-in for Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man." I said, "Oh my god!" Same sort of feeling. Oh my god, I made it. Right. And, and then I got the script, and Spider-Man is in two panels in the whole issue. Who wrote it? Howard Mackey. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a uh, so he written he written enough Spider Man. He didn't feel the need to. Yeah, well, it was a story about Gwen Stacy's dad and and uh, and uh, her uncle. It was like mm-hmm. a a detective monster thing. But this is not about me. It's about you, man. Uh, so I just want to say I'm I'm looking off to the side because my camera's to the side of my computer, and then I look at you, mm-hmm. and so I probably it's kind of I don't know. It's weird. I'm, right? I'm not I'm not avoiding eye contact. Is all. It's totally okay, man. Don't sweat it. <laughs> <laughs> what's up leg kick uh leg kick your button went out today uh you you have uh i don't remember if it's button eight or uh button seven i don't remember but your button is out sir is that what the water that's vodka soda 
Oh, nice. Yeah, I decided I'm going to take a break from drinking for a little while. How long? Uh, uh eh, probably till Christmas. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the the, the a good idea is uh is Christmas time because when I go, I go hard, and sometimes mm-hmm. my body says, "Hey, man." And the other thing too is when you uh, you ever notice like when you do good, you do more good because you're doing good. Mm-hmm. So I've lost like 20 pounds in the last month and a half just by eating better. Right. And I know that if I just take the beer and the the whiskey out, mm-hmm. it's gonna be like a turbocharge. The beer is the killer. I know, but it's so good. I like an IPA man, I want to hug it. That's why I. That's why it's vodka soda for me right now. Is uh, I had Those to give up good. beer for a while. Yeah, yeah, vodka sodas are good, man. They, it's the brown liquors and the and the beer that'll get you. Mm-hmm. You know, so th- so then uh, look at that. Ben Al says that's a long time, but good call. I got to get my fit on, dude. I'm almost fifty, and the one thing I learned about getting old is that uh, getting getting back right mm-hmm. it's progressively harder. I'm actually I'm I'm thirty pounds down from a few months ago. That's awesome, yeah. man. How'd you do? You exercising? I've always exercised. I just also all, always overate. Yeah. Um, so I've I've gotten control of the eating, and so That's I good. continued exercising, and uh, you know, trying all this keto yeah. stuff and intermittent fasting and all that. How was uh? Working. What's your what is your workout routine? I I need to add that to my questions because I feel like, fit, especially when you do creative work for a living, mm-hmm. uh, you you sit a lot. Mm-hmm. So what is yours? What is your, uh, what is your, what is your routine? So we have a Peloton bike. Um, nice. And, uh, so I do that about four times a week and I'll double dip on a couple of days where I lift the same day. So it's about four times lifting a week and four times riding the exercise bike. Wait, you, you lift, you lift the bike. <laughs> of course <laughs> it was so expensive i gotta get more use out of it yeah i've i've taken a look at them i've got one of those um the sort of uh it's not a stair climber elliptical there you oh go. yeah i got one of those but it's it's holding laundry right now it's doing yeah. its job that's great uh so i'm gonna jump in. i want i want to ask you some of the the questions that i ask uh of the creative talent that comes on my show. Uh, and they're really, they're in there to get into your, uh, into your brain. Right. Uh, I think you, I sent them to you. So you're going to be ready for them. Yeah, I'm ready for them. Okay. Uh, Ryan, do you have a routine? And if like a creative routine, if so, what is it? What's your day? Where, how's your day go? How's my day? My so basically, I wake up, um, I walk the kids to school. Um, if it's not freezing outside, my wife and I will take a little walk. You know, it takes about thirty to forty minutes, and then I come back home and I just uh, I have a lazy boy in my office. Um, I have the script next to the lazy boy. And I, I start a new page every day. Yeah. Um, I lay it out and I start uh, drawing that sitting sit on my iPad in the Lazy Boy. Yeah. Um, takes me about four hours to get from the layout to where I print it out and I'm going to finish it. 
So at that oh, point, you do, that's your technique. Okay. Yeah. And then okay. I, um, I take a break then to eat lunch and exercise. Um, and then I will, um, come back to work. And then that, that's when I start finishing my pages. Um, and then I work from, you know, so that, that ends up being about, uh, 1 PM to, uh, you know, about I'll work sometimes, sometimes I'll, it only takes until five. Sometimes it takes till 10. You never know. Yeah. Um, but the that's page. the pages this, are master, <laughs> right? The second half of the day is always the wild card. Um, yeah. cause you know, you, whatever you've drawn, you've got to, you know, I try to finish it and then, you know, some days I don't get a full page done and then I have to figure it out later. So. Right. Now, what do you do when you don't know what to do? You mean for drawing or just in general? Drawing and in general. So like if you wake up and you're just like, uh, you know, like if you read, read a script page and you're like, uh, I don't know what to do right now. I, you know, I don't think, um, that I have that problem anymore. Um, you know, like, do you have that problem still? Like do you, where you're like, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, but some just people like, do. Some right. You just, do. I'm going to yeah. plow through. Um, yeah. So when I don't know what to do drawing wise, I mean, I, I actually think that the worst thing that I'll do is I'll start looking at other people's art. Yeah. And then you find yourself unable to, you, you're like crippled. And uh, so I don't do that, or I try not to do that. Everyone's, I still do it, and then I, I'm always mad every time I do it. Right. Um, so I will, um, so I just, I basically just say, you know, in other, in other creative endeavors, a lot of people say, don't force it. Right. Oh, like, no, no, force dude. it all day. <laughs> that, that you have to, because yeah. they, they, like, they, what is, they, they say inspiration is for amateurs. Yep. You know, and Absolutely. a lot of times, yeah, it's like, Oh, th that deadline isn't changing. So right. I, I have to keep moving forward. And I've found that when I do force it and I get past that point, uh, it always works out. So fire sharpens steel, man. Yeah. yeah. So basically what I try to do is not when I wake from the time I wake up till the time I'm done with my breakdown, I don't want to see anybody else's art. I, I love yeah. to look at other people's art after I'm done. Yes. You know, that's what I do. It. That's a thing that I do at night is, you know, I try to read comics for at least a half hour every day or something, you know, just to, you know, things that I love. Yeah. Um, but I find that fitting them in prior to, you know, when I'm, when I'm trying to visualize myself, once yeah. I'm, once I'm in my, like, I want to be in my own head. I don't want to be in somebody else's head. Sure. Sure. So I, I avoid that. And basically I just, I just plow through. That's awesome. If you could trade lives with any person living or dead for one day, who would it be and why? Uh, yeah, this is an interesting question. I thought I had to think a lot about this one. Uh, I, I, I picked Paul McCartney wow. because yeah. I love Paul McCartney. I love the Beatles. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody loves Paul McCartney and yeah. it would be interesting to be Paul McCartney and just walk in anywhere and know, you know, that everybody is excited to see you. You know what I mean? Sure. Like there's no place he's going to go where people aren't excited to see him. And he's such a joyous guy. Hello, yeah. Hello, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does a great job with it. So yeah. that's, that's the best a, answer I could come that's up a with. Fantastic answer. Now, if you could go back and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? Um, uh, so like I'm a, per, I, I think 
all creatives are this way where you're kind of stuck in your own head all the time. Yep. I would tell myself to not worry so much, not be so stuck in my head and that it all works out and that, uh, you know, um, live in the moment because I feel like I, you know, I th I'm sure everybody feels this way, but you feel like you wasted your, your youth worrying about things that when you had really no worries in the world, right. You know, <coughs> I ended up marrying a girl that, uh, I've had a crush on since seventh grade. That's awesome. So like, you know, I have the exact career that I set out to have. Um, yeah. So it's just like, just, just don't worry so much. You know, have a good time. That's awesome. What are you most self conscious about? Um. Yeah, like the same. I I just social interactions. Um, I'm not self conscious in the moment. I'm self conscious afterwards. So yeah. I'm always like, oh, did I, you know, did, did I say something Did they wrong? think it was a booger? Was it relish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Lay Meyer and uh, Better Off Dead? I think I'm I'm extremely self-conscious. So, I mean, you could say anything. Yeah. You know, I, I can get out of my head enough for the most part, but there are, t you know, just you name it, I'm self-conscious about it. Right. Well, we're we're artists, so that's that's something that that I think is kind of an affliction. I think it's I think it's a creative thing. I think that because we can visualize so well, yeah. Because you can visualize anything, you're gonna yes. visualize even the worst case scenarios, you know. And it'll be just as real. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't I don't um, I don't uh, worry about it anymore. But you yeah. Know. So the uh, the next question is, what is the most childish or childlike thing that you still do? Well, so, I mean, that's a lot of things because I, I have two kids and they're, yeah. you know, they're eight and five. So basically when I'm done with work, it's just like I act like a child for until they go to bed. But uh, the best answer I could come up for this one was is essentially just the amount of fart jokes that I make in my life. That's awesome. Or, you know, calling my kids buttheads and, you know. How, what's uh, the breakdown of your kids? Is it boy, girl, two, two boys? Two boys. Two boys. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a family of two sisters and my mom was, you know, around a lot and my dad worked a lot. So basically I grew up in a house of women. And so I always dreamed of, uh, you know, a house of boys and that's what I got. So you're getting all your dreams. Mm -hmm. I've got, I grew up, I have four brothers. Okay. Uh, was pretty certain that I was going to have a son. Mm -hmm. uh, my firstborn is a girl. Okay. Uh, I have four kids. I have a stepson. I have a girl that's eight, a boy that's uh, just turned six. So we would have had the eight and five uh, mm -hmm. just 20 days ago and then a, a, a nine-month-old. So it's, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Fart jokes and poop jokes. Yeah, poop I mean, I, I definitely, I, I have an easy time transitioning back into just acting that way. Oh, yeah. You know? It's, I mean, probably, we, it's probably my natural state. <laughs> yep, exactly. We have to put the adult mask on. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Is when I yeah. have to act like an adult, that's the hard thing. Yeah. Would you rather live in the country, suburb, or city? So I live in the suburbs right now. I mean, I, this is about as suburban as it gets. Like I live in Troy, Michigan. It's it's outside of Detroit. It is De Detroit is you know a depressed area, but all so the the um, auto industry may you know there's so many people that that live around here that 
don't live in the city. So we all live in the suburbs. Um, and I love it here. This, I, I, I live here though, essentially, I would, I would leave honestly, if I, um, if my family didn't live here, but I wanted my kids to grow up with their cousins and their grandparents and everything. So they all live within, you know, a couple miles of us. So yeah. that's great for them. Um, but my, as when I was younger, I wanted to live in, um, a city, my wife too. We, so I did yeah. live in Chicago for a while. I lived in LA. Um, I love New York city, but I've gotten to an age now where when I go to New York city, that's, it's too much. You know, so I don't yeah. really want to live in a city anymore at this point. Sure. Um, I could never, I, I can't see myself ever living in the country. I could see myself living in like on a beach, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Now, if you could learn an, a new skill instantly, kind of like when uh, Trinity says, I don't know how to fly one of those, this helicopter and he sends her the ability just mm -hmm. like that. Uh, if you could learn a new skill instantly, what would you want it to be? Um, I have probably like 15 books on digital painting. <laughs> yeah. And I've never, never stepped into it. Uh, you're, are you, you're the same as me, right? Like you didn't, you didn't go to art school. You no, I'm you just, all book learning. Yep. That's me too. And so yeah. I never had that college or high school. Well, I, I painted a little bit in high school, but I never had that college experience of like, really digging into painting and I've always been interested in it. And so like every once in a while I'll convince myself I'm going to learn. Yeah. Uh, and then I start it and then I'm like, yeah, fuck this. I'm going to start drawing again. <laughs> like, yeah. I, know, I know how to draw this. This other thing's too hard. So well, you've, got um, your, you've got your iPad. Mm -hmm. If you grab some procreate, you can uh, just dink around. That's what I do. Yeah. That's I, I'd like to, but then I always feel like, then I'm wasting time or something. I don't know. It feels it feels too um, too much like playing. Dang you know? man, you're you're a delayer of of pleasure. I guess man, you can't do that. You can't do that. You gotta or or it might just be that I start and then I'm like I don't understand these tools. Screw this. I'm I'm out. You know, I give up mm. too easy. Well, I look forward to seeing your digital work painting work. I think you're gonna do it. All right, I'll start. Yeah. Uh, that's what this show is all about, getting people up and up and doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there are plenty really, really good tutorials on YouTube. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, Noman has some good ones. Mm -hmm. How uh, much would you have given as a kid to have access to this type of stuff that kids have? I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a little, little uh, story. So I was directing a pilot for uh, Cartoon Network, mm -hmm. and they brought some uh, – some storyboard artists for me to review to, you know, if I was going to hire them or not. And this, uh, you know, who Eric Kennedy is. Yeah. I love Eric Kennedy. Okay. His, his wife, this is, mm -hmm. this is when they were dating, okay. uh, Cassandra. She, um, she showed me her portfolio and it had this beautiful work in it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I said, man, this, this is gorgeous. When did you do it? She said, Oh, I did it. Uh, when I was, when I was 16 and I'm like, wow, this is heads and tails way beyond what I was doing at 16. I said, where did, where did you learn how to paint like that? And she's like, YouTube. And yeah. I said, Oh, I said, hold on. When, what year were you born? She's like 1990. I was like, Oh, that's why you were 16 in 2006. Yeah. We, we had to go to the library and either look at Jack Ham, mm -hmm. uh, Vern Hogarth, Andrew Loomis, if we could get it, those were Bridgman. rare to find. 
and yeah. he was hard to find too. Yep. So it was mostly Jack Ham and how to draw comics the Marvel mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, kids these days. But I'll tell you the the uh, the uh, somebody's calling you the God Venom, the God. Yeah, Stegman. of course it's the God Stegman. Yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> Every what was I think? <laughs> I, I learned something new every day. Uh, the the only thing I, that I find is um, sort of the the double edged sword on learning from YouTube, and I and I encounter it a lot is there becomes this sort of homogenized digital style. Absolutely. Well, you know? I think that's more the program that they're using. Yeah, it could be the program and also some of the techniques. You yep. know, I think uh, some of the the best stuff I'm learning from is if. If you know color theory and you, mm -hmm. you understand how color works and composition works, you could do it with a banana peel and, and uh, you know, uh, kids tempura paints. Yeah. You know? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I think that everybody should – I've, I've felt – I feel like digital has enhanced what I do Yeah. Uh, because it'll, it allows a lot of freedom. But I'm glad that I switched between the two because yeah. I'm always taking one thing to the other, you know, figuring out things in both ways. Whereas if you're just a slave to the computer, you're going to you might get uh, stale. Sure. Today, today, yeah. just today, I was watching Jim Lee draw his action comics 1000 cover. Yeah, it's a great video on YouTube. I'll have to check uh, it out. He's got so, he, he's he's so interesting because he's he can teach while he's drawing. Which when yeah. I'm whenever I do a stream and I try to draw, I get very focused on what I'm doing. It's a skill. Talking yeah. and drawing is a skill. Because I mean, I can talk while I draw, but it's usually just talking shit, like I like just yeah. making fun of somebody or saying you know extemporaneous stuff. I can't, you know, he's stopping and being like, "Here's how you draw an arm," you know, and I'm right. learning things. I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know that," you know. Right. I'm gonna have to give it a watch. Uh, ho hopefully, I'm saying your name right, Lockham. Asks, how long on average does it take you guys to pencil a page? Do you want to answer this one first? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it can. Average is hard. Uh, exactly. If I say, I would say, if it, if I say eight hours, I don't mean uh, including all the time that you're that you're taking care of other things that you have to take care of. Um, you know printing out pay like there's all kinds of like weird little interstitial moments if i'm talking about head down pencil moving um it would be eight hours a day of strict uh so it, it basically ends up being like 10 to 12 that you're in the yeah. studio but eight hours of not taking yeah. my eyes off the page I, ha I have a different similar but different work method as you uh, when on issue one of He-Man of the pages that I was inking, I, I penciled digitally, printed them out, and inked them analog. Mm -hmm. uh, I have the the sort of procedure of doing He-Man. They ask that I lay the whole book out first, mm -hmm. so I spend about a week. Is that and to a send half it to the to the licensor? To yeah, mm -hmm. to Mattel to get vetted. So uh, yeah. Then, then when I jump into the page itself, pencil time, the fastest is about five hours for me, mm -hmm. and then the slow ones are about ten. And that's that's before you ink them. That well, I'm not. This is just pencils. Oh, like okay. I, if I I pencil a lot looser when I ink myself. Right. You know? Yeah. So this sounds about the same for both of us. Yeah, it's about so, right. So I guess the answer is eight. I took. Eight five, I did a page in five hours the other day, and that was. I mean, that's an anomaly. 
yeah and the the truth is it usually goes about eight yeah that that's when i crack a beer that's that that's exactly when i crack a beer yeah uh reed troutman asks does ryan have a youtube channel and why not well i do i i did some sketches on there for a while back a little while back but um i stopped but yeah. uh dan here has me uh excited to, to jump back into it so i was just setting up my uh, twitch channel again today and those will go out to youtube after when i do some i'm going to start doing some uh, of my commission sketches on there that's great what is what is the benefit of doing twitch and uh then it over there's a lot of cool feature i i, I don't know my friend does it <laughs> jim lee was doing it so yeah but i think I, I did look at the the monetization and there is some good opportunities for monetization so hmm. um you know it might be it's just something to explore sure sure yeah i think i've i've looked at a bunch of different things and i think i'm gonna be uh outside of like posting pictures and time lapses on instagram and twitter i think my my long form and live content is going to live here on youtube yeah I feel like it's it's a the best place and and I looked into Twitch. It just seemed like uh, it was a lot of craziness. Um, what's up, Nelson Blake the second? Hey, Nelson. How are you, man? Welcome, welcome to the stream. Uh, our next question. It's a funny one, uh, and it goes something like this: Out of Earth, Wind, Fire, and Water. What of those elements best represents you or a combination? Like me, I'm water and dirt. I'm mud. Yeah. You 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 didn't put this question in here, but I'll I'll it answer is. it anyway. It's in, there. it's in there. It says what element best represents you. Oh what okay. I think I was confused yeah. by it. all right. Um You're like the five elements of hip hop, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm definitely fire. Uh yeah. in terms of just the way that I I live my life. Um you know, uh, intensely, I would say. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, yeah, I guess dirt also. Just yeah. a grimy piece of shit. <laughs> that's, that's the artist kicking in right there. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey asks a question here of uh how do you handle transportation transporting your original pages to conventions when it comes to plane travel um when i do that now i just carry on my portfolio just yep. throw it in the Same. overhead because i Same. i uh i can't stand it being in a bag i've had it i've had a bag one time where i got lucky that i'd put it in a trash bag before the portfolio and the bag was everything inside of it was soaked and so yeah, so I, I at that point I was like, okay, I just need to carry these out. I'm always afraid I'm going to forget it on there, but you know, you just put your contact info. Most people that would find it wouldn't know that it's of that of as much value as it probably is. Right. Uh, they'll just be like, oh, I should get this back. This looks like they've worked hard on it. You know. You would hope. You would mm -hmm. hope the good side. Of I mean, how are they going to sell it if you know if I lose it and then all of a sudden the pages start showing up on eBay? I'm going to be like, hey, wait a second. What if they don't sell it? What if they wallpaper their room and smother themselves in peanut butter? You know At saying? that point, you know what? <laughs> it's Good for them. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a win for them, and you 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 succeeded your purpose in life. Yeah. Uh, great. Let's see. Uh, Jason Moore, uh, Inker Extraordinaire, says, "What up, guys? Ryan, I'm from Flint, a couple of miles from your old stomping grounds in Grand Blanc. 
so good to see you blowing up the carnage books that's awesome yeah no we we just moved from there uh four years ago um but yeah i i miss i miss old grand blank oh i said it wrong Dang. Well, you said it right. Grand Blanc, Grand Blanc is the right pronunciation, but oh, okay. they're not. We're not classy enough in Michigan. We we change everything to Grand Blanc. Sim- yeah, exactly. It's the dirt part of you, right? Now, this is my favorite question I ask people, and I ask I ask it of people that say, uh, "I don't know what I want to do with my life." Mm-hmm. You know, they're wandering around like Kane and Kung Fu, trying to find their place in life. And uh, this is the question I asked them. I learned it from Tony Robbins. It's this. If money wasn't a factor, like you're, you're not rich, but if money wasn't a factor, you had no debt, no mortgage, no bills, you just could wake up every day and live and your family's taken care of, you're good to go, what would you do with your, your time? Well, I'd live on a beach. Yeah. And I would um, do what I do. I would... I would probably, I mean, I don't think I'd work for a publisher I, yeah. I, unless, I mean, maybe image where I'm, you know, I'd write and draw stuff that I wanted to do. I'd, I'd, I'd work less than I do now. I'd work probably sure. five to six hours a day. Yeah. And, uh, I would, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I have written down here is. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's the, so that's, it, the que- the question also leads to you know my ultimate goal which is to write and draw my own stuff so why don't you why uh don't that's you right now right right now well i have some cool stuff on the horizon that i'm excited about yeah. uh actually i'm having i'm having as much fun as i've ever had in comics at the moment that's awesome um, but i understand that you know there's a certain level that y- you know you start to do these event type things and you know then you're like well what's next you know like Sure. Everything's lateral after yeah, that. That was a question somebody asked. Uh, Eddie Winkler says, "What's next after Carnage?" I can't tell him that. I'm going to New York on Monday, though, to talk it out. We're gonna That's we're gonna awesome. hash it out, me and Donnie. I mean, it'll. Right. I can say that it's gonna be me and Donnie still. Awesome. Um, and I'm gonna be writing some more stuff, and uh, you know, yeah, the the ultimate I goal. I know one. I know one 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 piece you're gonna do. Oh Who's yeah. The big purple monkey and, a, and the guy with a gun. I know about yeah. that one. Uh, you guys heard it first here. Ryan's doing a black flag piece for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be so awesome. It's going to be a dream come true for me. Uh, it's going to be like full circle stuff. Same for me. I mean, it'll be hilarious to look back because I mean, I told you that was the first. That was the first book that I bought when I started going back to the comic book store. That makes me, it makes my day. It mm-hmm. really does. Uh, Chris Arnecki in the house, man. Good to see you back. Uh, really good to see you back. Uh, do you guys think that guys like you, if doing your own books, look down upon by the, the bigs? bigs? No. I, I, I'll tell you what, man. Here's I, I'm going to step in and answer this one. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, but it's fine. I have a, a, a different attitude because I left comics in 2002. And since then, I, I directed two seasons, 26 episodes of the Ricky Gervais show, nine f- feature films for Monster High, uh, Ever After High. I've storyboarded, you know, Grammy-winning music videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- and this isn't like King Kong pounding on the chest. What I'm saying is there's life after the bigs. Mm-hmm. And I was not going to come back to comics at all. Was not going to come back. And He-Man... 
brought me back, but what really brought me back is Black Flag. Uh, right. You know, Mike Green did it. Mike Green had put in my ear that I should, and uh, and basically, I realized like if I never ever work for Marvel or DC again, I don't care. And I right. and and it them looking down, what they think of me is none of my business. I'll tell you, the only people I care about what they think of me is is God, my family. And and hopefully uh, the the fans that buy my stuff, I want to do right by them. That's that. What I what I would say is, I think that if anything, it would make them thirstier for you, right. especially if you're successful at doing your own stuff. Then they know that they they have nothing on you. You know, their negotiations would be totally different if they're if you're like, no, I don't have to do that. You know, that's right. Like how much do you think that Mark Silvestri got paid when he came back and did Marvel stuff? You know, like right, right. They paid him what he was oh, actually worth. It looks like Reed Troutman is is on my tricks. Uh, I trick my favorite artists to come on this show, so they'll do Black Flag art. Buster, I mean, I said that before. I said I do the show. That's so. true. It's true. But yeah. I, 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 Reed knows some things. Yeah. In fact, next week uh, I I talked to Rob Willis. Rob uh, Rob's coming on on Tuesday. So oh, awesome. Yeah, I twisted his arm into that as well. So we, you know, that's how mm-hmm. that's how we do. Uh, now describe yourself with one word. Uh, what I, the best I could come up with here is interested, nice. um, uh, curious, I guess is the, is the right word. I'm just, you know, I'm always trying to learn something new. I'm, I'm, you know, obsessed with a different thing every week. My, my friends all make fun of me. They're like, Oh, this is the thing you're obsessed with right now. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I, I do deep dives on one subject. I get real intense about it. <laughs> I think uh, you and I are from the same planet, dude, because my answer is sponge. And sponge, it's, yeah. It's basically the same thing. Like mm-hmm. I just got into sculpting. Oh yeah. And I, and I had to buy every clay, yep. everything, talk to everybody about what they use, who the best uses, who they say don't use. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, I think you and I come from that same same place. Yeah, I mean, it, it, <clears throat> it drives my wife absolutely insane, but she's she's gotten to a point where she's just like. Basically, when I when I go embark on a new journey, she'll just say, "Here's the line, no further." (laughs) Like, okay, buy all this crap that you want, but then it's this is this is as far as you can go, and then I say, "Okay, you know." Yeah, that's I get it. Now, what I know, we touched on this um, in yesterday's stream. Yesterday's unfortunate (laughs) cyber crash, right? Uh, but I, tell our viewers what initially sparked your interest in in uh, in being becoming a comic book artist. So, I was an animation kid. Like, I mean, I don't. When I say that, I don't mean like I was kind of into animation. I mean, I was obsessed with animation. Okay, too. here's the question. Here's the question. Because I'm gonna see how obsessed you were. Uh-huh. Who's your favorite of the nine old men? Oh, Ollie Johnston and and uh, Frank, Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. My son is named Oliver after Ollie Johnston. That's awesome. I'm a I'm a milk call guy. Oh like, well, yeah, he's call. amazing too. Is, the way he does hands. I mean, it, I think he's the best. But he, yeah, he, he. There were books about Ollie and Frank that you know oh, yeah. they did Illusion of Life and yeah, yeah, good stuff. Okay, so, so you were an animation kid. I sidebarred you. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. Um, I. Uh, 
was a snob at such a young age about animation. And I had all the, I, I look back, my kids will watch any animation and I'm always like, what was wrong with me? Where I was like, no, I will not watch Scooby-Doo. Cause that's just all people just, you know, they don't really animate that much. You know, right. it's gotta be this fluid, you know, Tom and Jerry or Disney or right. Uh, even Looney Tunes was great. Um, See, here's the thing, man. When I was, when I was directing full steam on the Ricky Gervais show, uh, and even at Mattel, you, especially as a supervising director, you have to have an eagle, eagle eye and go through and call retakes. Right. Like that's not working. That layer is wrong. Right. My kids caught me one day shouting retakes at Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. Elmer's foot, foot, foot should be behind the tree. You know, like <laughs> I still do that too. Yeah. yeah. It, it almost may, it ruins a lot of things for me it because does, like, just enjoy it that's the weird thing too it's like when you get super passionate about something and you Mm -hmm. start to learn like i was in the like as a kid i was really into uh sleight of hand magic Mm -hmm. and i got to a point now where i know how every trick is done oh yeah me too now when i watch them i'm not watching for the trick i'm watching to see how good they are this just happened to me in miami where i was watching and i was just like i saw all of it yeah (laughs) right Everybody else is is dazzled, but you're like, it's a fucking hack. Yeah. That's funny. Um, All right, next question. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to finish. So I I was really into animation. Then I saw that it looked like a real job. Kind of got lost. Like, what do I want to do now? And then I found, um, you know, like I said, I got into Todd McFarlane's art. And really, he does what my favorite artists do, which is they draw – they draw like the cartoons that I love, but they have a, um, a rendering style that gives it real texture and uh, realism. So it's realistic yes. rendering on cartoony drawings. Um, yes. And once I saw that, I was like, no, that's what I want to do, you know? Yep. That, my, favorite, my favorite of all time is, is Michael Golden for that very reason. Uh, we're on the same page. Yeah, no, I, I went backwards from, Mike, uh, from Todd McFarlane to, because he said his favorite artist one of his favorite artists was Michael Golden. And yeah. I saw that, that one image from the NAM with the three guys sitting on the tank. Yeah. And I became like, like a monster who I had to find that book because I was like, that's the coolest image I've ever seen. Yeah. And that, that's still my, I think that that's the best, in my opinion, the NAM one through three is the best comic book art I've ever seen in my life. It's incredible. And I mean, he's done other stuff that's incredible, but that's my favorite. If you want to see, so I'll send it to you. the The best nom art he did was in uh, I forget it's is it Savage Tales? Uh It's it's a bunch of nom stuff, but he inked himself, right? And it is superior to the stuff in the first nom issues. Crazy, yeah. It's 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 pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, I found like Art Adams and and uh, and Michael Golden kind of the same way. It's like that mm-hmm. reverse dissection. Like this guy's so good. Well, who does he like? Well, yeah, no, I, I loved J. Scott Campbell, and then I saw Arthur Adams, and I was like, well, I, th- I feel like J. Scott Campbell figured it out and does it better now. And then, like as I got older and I've I've studied Art Adams, I'm like, no, wait a second, no, Art no, Adams, yeah, exactly. Art Adams, you know? yeah. And it's weird. Certain guys, it's like I think Art Adams artistically has has grown mm-hmm. but but i i still as a fan i have what i call the sweet spots mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I do that with everybody. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I go Art Adams when I go uh, 85 to 89, sweet mm-hmm. spot. Right. Is he better now? Yes. But do I like looking at that sweet spot more? Yes, I do. Right. Because it's funky, mm-hmm. you know, and the same thing with McFarlane. There's that uh, three three fourteen to, to, to 320, you mm-hmm. know, that Scorpion stuff and amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. God. You know? Now, what are some bad recommendations you've heard in uh, this profession of ours? Uh, I had, I did have a um, portfolio review when I was younger with a artist who I super respect. I still do, um, but he, I remember he started off by telling me, uh, "Fuck the writer." They- oh, <laughs> wow! And so I, uh, you know, I internalized that, and I believed it at the time i was like oh okay you just do whatever you want um what i've learned over time is what i prefer to do is to work with the writer in the sense that i want to agree with what they're doing and then add i will only add i won't subtract from what they're doing right so uh you know that was a i felt like that was the wrong advice for an impressionable young person such as myself in retrospect sure um I definitely had the uh, moment early on where somebody said, oh, you'll never make it. Uh, yeah. Now I can't see you ever being good enough at this. Uh, which somebody is, said that to you? Oh, yeah. Who I think was, we've, all, we've all had that. It, was, it wasn't anybody relevant. I, I don't uh, know their name, but got, it was like got, a convention just going up to people's tables. And I got one, I got one uh, from Eric Larson when I was 14 <laughs> who said I should never stop making pizzas because I will never draw art. He said that straight up, straight up to me. And then uh, Neil Adams about a year later told me that uh, I must be masturbating while I draw because it looks like I jacked off all over the page. <laughs> Verbatim. That's what he said. <laughs> oh, you hear all those stories. I never, I, I never got reviews from either of those two. So yeah. Yeah. And I still, even at the convention uh, where I met you at, at uh, terrific I still go and show Neil my stuff because he and I have been friends now for 30 plus years. And he, he always says, you still can't draw. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm vetted. I'm fucking vetted by the greatest. I mean, yeah. he, told, he told Frank Miller at one point that he didn't think he had the chops. So, you know. Well, there you go. What does he know? I mean, maybe that's the thing that, uh, that uh, you know, that he, maybe he's inspiring people. Yeah. That's what, that's what, um, Nelson, Nelson Blake asked, was that Stella Friesen? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> that's right. You can see the comments. I'm putting them up so you can see them. Yeah. Uh, was art wrong though? I don't know uh, what he means. I don't know what he means either. Oh, what maybe he means Eric Larson. Oh, Eric Larson. Was he wrong? Uh, yeah, because not, Four years after he told me that I'd never draw comics, I outsold him by three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that that's kind of calling somebody wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, how has a failure or apparent failure set you up for a, a later success? Uh, and this, the second you have, do you have a favorite failure of yours? I have a perfect answer for this one. Yes. So, um, I did Uncanny Avengers a few years back. Sure. Um, I went wild. I don't know. I was just trying to change up my style. I had to like, I had to change it. I had to in. So I went completely haywire 
And if you look at that stuff, I did these real bendy limbs that don't really have any physical, there's no possibility, like they're impossible. Um, right. And <laughs> they look like they have no bones. And I was doing this little ticky tacky, like Mobius line work, but it wasn't really saying much. I was just trying something. And uh, <clears throat> I, as I was doing it, you know, you talk to your artist friends and they're all about you pushing uh, the boundaries of what you're doing. Um, and so they kept telling me, this is awesome. This is so cool. And then it came yeah. out to the uh, public and immediately the re response, the very first image was the spread image. I was trying to do like a Jim Lee X-Men number one. Um, and everybody's like, what the hell is going on with this? And they were asking me questions. Like they, they were trying to be nice about it. And I was like, oh, they don't get it. You yeah. know? <laughs> they don't like it and they don't get it. And uh, yeah, what's it called again? Uncanny yeah. Avengers. I gotta, I'm gonna look it up. I gotta, and, see it. yeah, look up number one, the number one cover. Okay. Um, and the book, and through progressively throughout the book, my friends kept urging me to go further, so I kept going further. And by the end, I mean, we, I had these like I can look at it now, and I'm like, what the fuck? Um, but I was doing this thing that I ended it ended up translating to how I draw now where I learned a lot about movement and um, and how to uh, push my style further. So then I came out of it and my style was more refined and better. What um, did you what did you learn? It's hard to explain. Basically what I did was I took those sort of wild shapes that I was doing with the bendy stuff and yeah. learned how to make it look like it still had bones. So what I did, I think what I was doing there was uh, it was all, it was all wavy, where and I, there was no straight lines to balance it out. And now I do the same thing, but the you know the average person wouldn't notice that. I'm just I now make sure that I am also wedging in straight shapes. That that's uh, that's a good a good uh, piece of advice. I need that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab this here. Uh, I'm looking it up. It's a Rick Remander, Dave Daniel Alcuna. No, what that was a, that was a different one. So it was me and Jerry Duggan. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Uncanny Avengers, uh, Ultron Forever, Uncanny Avengers 2012, Uncanny Avengers Two. Maybe it's this one. Yep, there we go. I'm gonna pull up issue one. And we're gonna take a look at it because I want to see I want to see what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's wild. And uh, then I, I see it. I see it. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a screen share right now. They're gonna mm -hmm. it, it allows me to do it. Uh, Chromium tab, boom, share. There it is, guys. Can you see it? Yeah. So look at that. We got uh, Cap back there. We got uh, Human Torch. You got uh, Rogue. How thin those wrists are. She's pop locking, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what, man? Sometimes you. This is what this is what I say about uh, about that that kind of stuff. Is that uh, sometimes to to punch somebody mm -hmm. to have a powerful punch, you got to pull it back a little bit, right? And that to me seems like your pullback before you were able to do that because you to just go from there, you know. It's the old uh, break some eggs to make an omelet, you know. But I'm much happier with where I'm at now, but I, I definitely am glad that I 
that I experimented and went wild. What is this comment here that Slick Rick said? Anyone coming in is going to see my winking comment hanging there and wonder what the F they were talking about. I haven't seen his. his I didn't see it either, Slick Rick. I didn't see it. I missed it. I missed it. But uh, we saw you say it. Yeah. <laughs> which is uh, which is amazing. Um, let's grab the. Actually, I like that other view better. I get more of you in it. Look at that. Mm -hmm. I see your Spider-Man back there. You get a little more of my, my strip club vibe. Hell yeah. You like low lights. That's my I shit. Do. I do. You know what, man? If if uh, if people want to come into my house and buy $20 Coca-Colas and fling some, <laughs> fling some washies at me, dude, why not? Why not? Now, what is the the best or most worthwhile investment you've ever made? It could be of money, time, energy. Um, there's a few things. Uh, how to draw comics the Marvel way? Yes, huge, uh, and a fairly cheap investment. Yes. Um, the first time, so my first Wacom tablet. Now, I now I I worked on a Cintiq for a long time until the iPad Pro came along. But uh, oh, the first time I got that. Wacom tablet, I was like, oh my God. Because you know how when you're young and you're trying to buy Bristol board, that shit's expensive, you know, like yes, it is. So you'd start drawing on it and you'd be real nervous and you know. Um, so then when I, I got a Wacom tablet, I learned so much more about drawing because I was able to experiment more. Just be free. Right. Yeah. Um and uh I wrote down um uh force Drawing Force by Mike Mattisai. Have you read that book? That's a really great book. Yes, yeah. I have it. That one I learned so much about from and because I, I've I've always wanted to be, uh, you know, have a very dynamic style. I'm I'm obsessed with movement and everything. And that book really solidified how to make that happen. That's the animator in you. Yep. I mean, yeah, he's in, he teaches animation essentially. So yeah. Do you like Walt Stanchfield? I love Walt Stanchfield. I did a podcast. One of my early podcasts was about books that I recommend. I have, yes, Drawn to Life. Do you, do, you have, do you have the unedited lecture notes in which that those books came from? The Wait, the Drawn to Life? Like they have like all the old lectures, like the big thick ones. Yeah, no, there's Drawn to Life 1 and 2. Uh -huh. But those books were compiled from his lecture notes right. that he used to give. Yeah. Do you, do you have those? I thought that they just, I thought that the ones that I had had the lecture notes in them. They are, but it's not all of it. Oh, okay. No, then I don't. You will. Okay. I have them and I will send them to you. All right. I want yeah. that. <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh, now, now the, uh, the question I had that's not on here because I'm a tech guy. What printer do you use when you print on your Bristol boards? Uh, Epson 1430 photo printer. I need to take a look at mine because I, I have an Epson 14 something. Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's the same one. I need to turn on a, a light on this thing. Epson, I have the 1400. Oh, okay. It's probably in the same family. Okay. Yeah. This is oh, probably right. just the more recent one. What is the book that you've given most as a gift or, or the book that has influenced you the most? And I know you kind of touched on the how to draw comics and Marvel way a little bit. That's, I mean, that's the answer. I give that as a, any kid that tells me that they're, you know, I always, I have like two copies at my house right now 
because I know that uh, some kid's going to get I'm interested gonna, in drawing. I want to I want to show you you guys something right now. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move. We're gonna move because I want to show you how much I like the book. Okay. If you have original art from it, I'm stealing it. No, no, no. I wish <laughs> I, I wish I was that cool. Do you send no, no. Check this out. Uh, and this is like this is a big giant mess, but. See that? You got all those. Here's a hardcover, original first printing hardcover. These are all paperbacks. Here's, Who do you uh, give them to? I give them. I, I will be giving them to viewers and students. Awesome. Here's library, Perfect. library bound hardcover. I can't believe how good of a resource it is. It's nuts. It's, it's the best. That's right. That, that I when you answered that, I'm like, see, same planet, same mm -hmm. planet. I knew it. That's uh, that's my jam. Yeah, it's it's I've, I give it to my nieces and nephews. I've given it to my son's friends. Uh, Good man. There's there's another one also that I've given away quite a bit, which is a animation by Preston J. Blair. Oh, yeah, that dude, that's right there. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that that one's great. He uh, is it. The, you have the thicker one with the elephant on it. Yeah, because I had those. So it was a weird thing because I had them as a kid. And yeah, I couldn't remember who the Hal Foster ones, the thin ones. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't know, I couldn't remember who it was, but I wanted them so bad. And then, you know, the John Chris Felusi, um, blog, yeah. he has a great animation blog, whether or not he's been canceled. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, right. he, I saw the drawings and I was like, that's the book, you know? And so I bought it and I've, I've, I always keep an extra couple around. Cause I give those two away also. Those are great. Mm -hmm. those, are, those are fantastic, fantastic books and fantastic answers. Uh, now who are your top five influences in your life? It could be artistically. It could just be who helped you be you. So, you know, we'll start with Todd McFarlane just yeah. because that was such an impactful time in my life. Um, when I got interested in spawn and, you know, he was so good about be. That's kind of why I do a podcast now because I, I loved how accessible he was. Even though it was hard to be accessible back then. Yeah. You know, he he would do those letters columns. Yeah. Um, and so I just was so into, into now, Todd. And tell people where they can find your podcast. It's Stegman and Friends, right? Right. And we're we're actually going to run this uh, this recording on, uh, my podcast this week just because you know kind of cross promo. That's exciting. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, so he was a huge influence just on my decisions to be a comic book artist and all that stuff. Uh, you know, my dad, it's, you know, you, you just can't help, but I, I have the work ethic that he had or has. And, uh, you know, that like you, you just end up, you, you end up finding yourself acting like your dad and you, you never meant to. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, mine, mine, mine uh, exhibits itself in um, the bad jokes. Yeah, I'm, of course. I, I dole those things. I used to call my dad a pornographer. <laughs> I said he's into corno. He's a corn king, you know, like making, <laughs> making fun of him, but using right. his, his jokes. Right. Like basically the irony was all over it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then I have Walt Disney. Um, because again, the animation thing and, 
all that he built. I'm I'm into entrepreneurs, you know him and McFarlane. I feel like cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Uh, and my wife, uh, because she was the one who forced me to continue um, trying to draw comics when I attempted to give up, you know, early on in those years that I was doing um, Magician Apprentice. There yeah. was a time there where I was like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if this is going to work out. And uh, so I went and got like applications to work at uh, like grocery stores and McDonald's and everything. Isn't that such a weird thing about like being a comic artist? You're either like, I'm drawing Spider-Man right. or, or I'm hooking people up at Target. Right. Like there's no in between. There's no right. like, Hey, I think maybe I'll, you know, be a, a stock trader or some shit. Right. You know, it's no, it's, it's, I'm at, I'm either McDonald's or, or, or McFarland. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so she calmly told me that I was insane and acted like I was an idiot and it was the best thing to do at that time because I was like, Oh, oh okay. And so I stuck with it. And so that was, you know, a majorly influential moment in my life. I think uh, Slick Rick wants a magic trick. I don't even think I have a coin. I don't have a coin. Oh, there it is. Fell on the floor. I'm going to do a magic trick for him. I can make more vodka disappear. Shit. You're going you're gonna to do it for me. <laughs> I actually don't know what it looks like from another person's point of view. Let's see. You see the coin? Uh -huh. I grab it, and I go, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's not in your left hand, is it? This this, <laughs> this hand here? Yeah. Is it? Look, I'm, I'm levitating it. I'm showing you my hands. Uh-huh. But then I bring it back. Oh damn! <laughs> I, I I got the I got the the French drop skills. I I learned how to betterfy my French drop from mm. Jim Steranko. Oh yeah, he was big into magic, right? Yeah, he taught me he taught me how to do the French drop where you you grab it and you believe you're holding it, and he also taught me how to hold it in these hands to make it look natural, like you got nothing in your hand. That guy's incredible. He's a master of so many things. He's a master at, at, at creating his own lore. Yeah. He, he's great. Yeah. I wish I could be as crafty as him. So we have uh, the last question, and then we'll go wild. Um, what would you like your legacy to be? I don't think much about that. Um, I honestly, like the only thing that I think about is just the kid who's, you know, whatever age they are, 8 to 15, I would say, um, who gets their hands on, say, absolute carnage and gets as obsessed as I did when I, when I got as, you know, obsessed with comic books. Right. To where they're rolling it up. I want them to roll it up and carry it around and do what I did when I first got my first issues of Spawn. And I'd put it in my back pocket and I'd show all my friends. I'd be like, do you see this? Like, is your head not exploding right now? Like, what what the fuck is this you know and then right. i'll be like yeah yeah i mean that's that's cool you know and i was like don't you understand you know that's the i want i i only care about those individuals i want yeah. i want that that moment with them you want the people that come from the same planet we do exactly yes we got a great question here and it and he brings up one of my other favorite human beings ryan can you talk about working on venom unleashed have you ever owned a pit bull and how awesome is it having Kyle Holtz work on your story? So, uh, 
yeah, working on Venom Unleashed was amazing. Uh, I got to, that was a book that I wrote. Um, and you know, Donnie and I kind of talked about what what I was going to do in it. And then I, I just kind of got to do whatever I wanted. And he actually, it was cool because it was a learning experience where you kind of feel like I better work with things that already exist in the Marvel universe. But then I was like adding my own little elements, um, like the, the spires, if anybody that's listening, that's read, um, any of absolute carnage knows that there's these, um, spires that are underneath cities where he's converting people into his min carnage is converting them into his minions. And, uh, that was just me making shit up. And then John Donnie was like, he just started writing it into his stuff. And I was like, that's crazy. So you just picked it up and you ran with it. So like, now that's a thing that I right. created. That's, that's part cool. of this story. Um, so that was really neat. And then uh, Kyle Hotz, is it, is, does he pronounce it's it? Hotz? I actually had to ask him. Okay. I, he's one of my favorites. He's up there. Like me too. You, you, uh, Kyle, Rob, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I go, yeah. And I mentioned him and then I go, I love this guy. I talked to him every week on Facebook, you know, he's going to be on our show and everything. And I said, is it hots like hots to trot? Or is it like hoats, like all hauling oats? Right. And he said, it's, it's like oats. So okay. It's oats. Well, I still want to say hots cause hots is better. Come on, Kyle. Yeah. Get with it. <laughs> uh, he, so Donnie had been trying to get him to do, some venom fill in stuff and we just it, it, the timing wouldn't work out and then uh my editor when we were trying to figure out who was going to draw the story that i'd written said what about kyle hoats yeah and i was like oh yeah but he's not going to do it <laughs> and then like two hours later he was like yeah kyle's in he's on board and i was like what? and so donnie was texting me going i fucking hate you you know <laughs> uh but i mean i couldn't have, i couldn't imagine a better person for that uh, yeah, story he did fantastic. an unbelievable job he's easily one of my favorites yeah he's incredible mm -hmm. he's incredible he's a guy i'd like to i'd like to see him do spawn you know yeah that would be that'd be a good one uh i want to see what he's got well i know he's working on some lobo stuff so mm -hmm. I, that's a good that's a good fit too. A fantastic fit uh hulk obviously but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm i'm all about wanting to see what guys have what they saved for the, the goodie bag, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's creator own stuff. That's why I'm saying I can't wait for yours, whatever you're going to New York for cool, do mm -hmm. it, impress us all. But I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on that waiting list to see what you got. In yeah, me too. I'm excited for it. All right. And we're actually going to stop the conversation right there. There's a whole bunch more of it. So if you're interested, you can head on over to Dan's YouTube channel, which is just, couch doodles and you can see the rest of the conversation that the boys have but otherwise that's going to do it for us this week at stegman and his amazing friends if you want to get in touch with the show you can email us at stegman and friends at gmail.com or you can follow us on twitter and instagram at stegman show and don't forget to leave us a review on apple podcasts and hey tell your friends about us because uh we're the best podcast the only uh, only one actually we're the only podcast this is, this is what happens when I'm alone on the show. Nobody's here to bounce bits off of. Anyway, thanks for listening, folks. We'll catch you guys next week for whatever next week's episode is. Have fun, take care, and be safe. Love you all. What is happening? End the show, Griffin. Okay. Okay. <laughs>